A very awesome and great Wednesday morning to you fellow listeners and podcasters on this beautiful Wednesday morning, the 13th of July, 2021. We come from you, we come to you from beautiful Spokane, Washington here in the Lilac City. Gorgeous, gorgeous day. Today we're going to embark on a journey with a theme of what motivates you? What sparks the fire in your soul? What is that one thing that when you think of it makes you want to move mountains and drain the oceans? And then we're going to dabble in how to be a good problem solver, how to show others the ways of the Jedi when you're presented with a problem set. I think Master Yoda himself said it best. Uh, do or do not. There is no try. That's for all you Star Wars Star Wars geeks out there, me included. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. So in the immortal words of Ric Flair... Last year, I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of the world to the other than you made. Woo! All right, kids, look that up. Ric Flair, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Grab your snacks, grab your notepad, and for God's sakes, don't pick it or it will never heal. It's time to Charlie Mike. All right, topic number one for this Wednesday morning, finding your passion. Ever ask yourself, what is my purpose in life? What's, what's my calling? What is the one thing that is so beautifully fatal that I cannot live another day in my life without it or, or doing just that, that one thing? Well, let's discuss that, shall we? In, in an article by Mr. Leo Babauta on lifehack.org, uh, so, excuse me, lifehack.org, uh, it's entitled, How to Find Your Passion and Live a More Fulfilling Life. Uh, Leo breaks this down into about nine points. He gives us nine points that, that uh, a guide that can help you find your calling, find that niche in life that sparks that fire and gets you so beautifully fatal uh, to the beautifully fatal point to where there's no turning back. There isn't. I use the term beautifully fatal because it's that aha moment, that moment you know that this is it. Listeners, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, let's go. All right, number one. Is there something you already love doing? Uh, do you have a hobby or something you love doing as a child but never considered it as a possibility for a job or, you know, or to make money? Um, whether it's reading comic books, collecting something, or creating or building, there's probably a way you could do it for a living. Uh, you know, for example, open a comic book shop. Create a comic book site online. Uh, open a music store if you, if you love being around instruments. Um, if there's already something you love doing, you're ahead of the game. Now, you just need to do some research uh, and the possibilities of making money from it. Um, how do you take that to the next level? All right, number two, find out what you spend hours reading about. For myself, when I get passionate about something, I'll read about it for hours on end. I'll buy books, I'll buy magazines, I'll spend days on the internet finding out more, doing my homework and research so that I, be that I become an expert at whatever it is. That, that I'm trying to learn about. Makes sense, right? I uh, got to do your homework. There may be a few possibilities here for you, and all of them are possible career paths. Don't close your mind to these topics. Look into them until you, until you feel your heart is content, until, until you feel your heart is full. And this will help you get started uh, as you learn how to find your passion, okay? So... Uh, number three, brainstorm. If nothing comes to mind right away that you're asking, uh, as, as you're asking how to find your passion, get out a sheet of paper and start writing down ideas. I, I love the whiteboard myself. Um, a white, I've always been called whiteboard guy because 
Uh, that's an excellent tool to sit there and kind of collaborate and, and brainstorm. This doesn't need to be an organized list. It can simply be a paper full of random notes or even doodles, something you scribble down on a cocktail napkin. Uh, all of this will eventually come in handy later. Um, look around your house, on your computer, or on your bookshelf for inspiration, and write down whatever comes to mind. There are no bad ideas at this stage. I'm, I'm serious. Like, just write down random words. Write down things that, um, you know, spark your interest. At this point, you're, you are at the inception of trying to find your passion. Something will stick out to you. Okay, number four, ask around. There are likely people you admire in life. And there are things about that that you would like to replicate in yourself. Go to them if possible pick their brain, see how they landed where they currently are and whether uh, they feel they've discovered their passion or not. The more possibilities you find, the more likely your changes of learning how to find your passion in, in the long run. This may mean you spend time talking to friends, talking to family, coworkers, or even acquaintances in your free time. You've got a network. Everybody's got a network of people, even if it's just you know, one or two people. Just go out, talk to people. Uh, try to see what their interests are. See if any of their interests match yours. Uh, number five, don't quit your job just yet. Okay, remember that phrase, don't quit your day job? All right, stand by. If you find your calling, your passion, don't just turn in your resignation tomorrow. It's best to stay in your job while you're researching the possibilities because quite frankly, you're probably going to need some capital or some kind of cash to either fund a hobby, an interest, whatever it is. Even research. Research can cost money. So with that, if, if, you, if, um, if you can do your passion as a side job and build up the income for a few months or a year, that's even better. It gives you a chance to build up some savings um, while practicing the skills that you need. That makes sense, right? Okay, number six, give it a try first. It's best to actually test your new idea before jumping into it as a career, as you're wondering how to find your passion. Do it as a hobby or a side, a side job at first, so that you can see um, if it's really your true calling. Like, do you really want to do the thing you set out to do? You may be passionate about it for a few days, but, what, but where the rubber meets the road is whether you're passionate about it for at least a few months. Um, uh, if you've passed this test, then you've probably found it. So I'll give you, a, you know, just give you a, a quick uh, example. I've been doing this podcast now, I think, since the beginning of April, and um, it's enjoyable for me. I uh, caught a little bit of steam, and you know, I, I don't make any money uh, off it at all. I, I just, you know, I, 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 the startup for me was very, very cheap, but the collaboration and the people that have supported me while doing this um, is far greater. Uh, that's it's far greater than any monetary um, value or amount that I could get. It's uh, it's pretty humbling. So again, a quick shout out to everybody that listens and gives me ideas, even feedback. Hey, if you, if you think it sucks, tell me it sucks. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Um, and any and all comments are uh, always appreciated and help me get better and help me bring you the listener or fellow podcaster uh, interesting topics that are relevant to us today. All right, last and final point, number seven, do as much research as possible. Know as much about your passion as possible. If this has been a passion for a while, you may have already been doing this. At any rate, do even more research. Read every website possible on the topic and buy the best books available. Super, super important. You got to do that homework, guys. Um, again, I'll go back to this podcast, the, the, uh, the host site that I use, a lot of you have probably seen it. It's called Buzzsprout. Those guys are super helpful. Uh, I had a lot of, I had a lot of technical issues starting up 
And uh, I reached out to their community and, you know, did some research with them. Phenomenal group of people. Um, you you, you got to stay connected. Find other people in your area or on the Internet um, who do what you want to do for a living and quiz them about the profession. Ask them, how did you get into this? How do you like it? How do you sustain it? How much do they make and what training and education did they need? What skills are necessary and how did they get their start? What recommendations do they have? What, like... Ask them, hey, if, if you were just starting this up again today, uh, obviously, um, you, you know, you're asking that for yourself, but what does that look like? I mean, jot everything you can down. Take, f- take notes, notes feverishly. Often you'll find that people are more willing to give advice, and advice is great, you know, because you can't, uh, you can't uh, do this on your own. Okay, it's it's always better to have collaboration. And my apologies, we we've got nine topics, so we're gonna we're gonna go to we got two left. You know, that's that's what I get for not paying attention. So you know, smack on the hand for me there. Uh, number eight, practice and practice and practice and practice some more. And after that, practice some more. If you're getting close to learning how to find your passion, don't go into it with amateur with an amateur skill level. If you want to make money to be a professional, you need to have professional skills. You need to have professional equipment. You need to be well versed in what it takes to play with the big dogs. Uh, you know, just some of my favorites out there. In, you know, again in uh, podcast land, Jocko Wilnick, um, the Woody and Wood, the Woody and uh, Wilcox show that I absolutely love listening to. Those guys, those guys are next level. Uh, you know, like guys like Joe Rogan. They have a professional setup. They have the capital to do it. Um, eventually, I, you know, of course, that's that's a goal, and that that is the level that I would love to get to on a national spectrum. Um, but that's it. Practice, practice, practice. Every single show that I bring you guys, that's point number eight in this podcast. Practice and practice and practice some more. You can never ever have too much practice. All right, now we get to the. Uh, to the final point here, number nine, never quit trying. It's possible that you won't be able to find your passion at first. However, if you give up after a few days, you're sure to fail. Keep trying for months on end if necessary, and you will eventually find it. I, I, I promise you, you will. Perhaps you thought you found your passion, but discovered several months uh, on it that it wasn't for you. Start over again and find a new passion. There may be more than one passion in your lifetime, so explore all the possibilities. Guys, that's so, that's, that's a revelation. Never quit trying. There's, there's always, there's always a, a better way to build a mousetrap, right? That's that old saying, like, if you, if you, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Uh, it's out there. Whatever it is, is out there and it's for you. You just gotta find that little thing in life that sparks that fire in your soul, okay? All righty. Moving right along, as Mr. Paul Harvey would say, and now the rest of the story. Kids, I implore you, also look that up. Paul Harvey was an American radio broadcaster for ABC News back in the day. Phenomenal personality overall. Super good learning, old school style, and a very early version of uh, kind of like a Morgan Freeman type voice. Yes, 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 yes. Every time people like that speak into a microphone, it turns into a brick of gold. Okay, so moving right along to our second topic, problem solving. Problem solving, guys. Come on. I know some of you are starting to sweat. Some of you are starting to, to kind of tense up and, and, and have a physical reaction to this one. Problem solving is a crucial part of the workday and a crucial part of life overall. I used to have a boss that said, don't ever come to my office and vomit on my desk with a problem without having one to two recommended courses of action. 
Didn't understand that then. I was way young, way inexperienced, got pissed off, left his office. Well, 25 years later of experienced leadership under my belt, it makes so much sense. Why are you going to walk into your boss's office, bombard him with something? He's got a million and one things going on in, in, uh, in his, uh, his work, work day. You don't need to add a million and two, okay? Um, so here we go with problem solving. Mr. Tim Hicks from Mediate.com wrote an article, Seven Steps for Effective Problem Solving in the Workplace. He breaks down simple problem-solving steps to what else? Solve a problem. As silly as it is, it, it, it sounds pretty simple, right? So let, let's go ahead and check these out. People tend to do three things when faced with a problem. They get afraid or uncomfortable and wish it would just go away. My, how many times have we been there, right? They feel that uh, they have to come up with an answer and it has to be the right answer. And they look for someone to blame, being faced with a problem becomes a problem, and that's a problem because, in fact, there are always going to be problems. You're going to have problems as soon as you wake up in the morning. Hell, maybe your electric toothbrush doesn't work. Maybe, uh, maybe your dog got into, got into the trash and, and, and uh, spread junk all over, your, all over your kitchen floor. Whatever the case may be, there's going to be problems every single day of your life, right? So let's go ahead and break some simple steps down to, to kind, of find, uh, kind of identify how we um, effectively problem solve, okay? And again, this is just a guide. Everybody has their way. Uh, so this is, not a concrete, um, this is not a concrete way to do it every single time. This is just a guide, guys, okay? Uh, number one, identify the issues. Be clear about what the problem is. Remember that different people might have different views of what the issues are. Guys, you got to be open-minded. You, especially if you're a leader working with a team, you have to listen to everybody's point of view on what that issue is, okay? Um, separate the listing of issues from the identification of interest. That's the next step, all right? So number two, understand every, everyone's interests. This is a critical step that usually people miss. Interests are the needs that you want satisfied by any given solution. We often ignore our true interests as we become attached to one particular solution. The best solution is the one that satisfies everybody's interests. Leaders, you hear me? The best solution is the one that satisfies everyone's interest. Again, if you have a team of 10 Guess what? You got 10 different ways to, to, uh, to look at that problem set. That's pretty phenomenal. And you should be thankful that you have different avenues and different angles to look at that. This is the time for active listening. Put down your differences for a while and listen to each other with the intention to understand. Seek to understand. Stu, we had that conversation in the last season, right? Separate the naming of interests from the listing of solutions. Number three. List the possible solutions or options. This is the time to do some brainstorming. There may be lots of room for creativity here. Spread the listing of options from the elevation from the ele, um, evaluation of options. Sorry, let me say that again. Separate the listing of options from the evaluation of the options. Okay, know the difference between the two. Number four, evaluate the options. What are the pluses and minuses? Honestly, what are the pros and cons? Guys, so, so simple. This is where that big whiteboard comes in um, in hand. You you know, draw a line right down the middle, pros, cons, boom, start listening, start brainstorming. 
Um, is there a way to bundle a number of options together for a more satisfactory solution? Now you're getting into graduate level work. Okay, when you start bundling options for a more satisfactory or a more granular solution, now you're getting into graduate level work. Okay, number six, document the agreement or agreements. Don't rely on memory. Um, in the uh, in the service, we always used to call that person the scribe. Uh, so basically, all that is it's a note taker. You want somebody to catch all those nuggets because once it's gone from your brain housing group, it's gone, guys. <laughs> Let me just tell you, you may have that one key phrase, that one key idea that even if left for thirty to forty-five seconds, it's never going to be the same or it won't come back to you. So document everything. Writing it down will help you think through all the details and the implications. Number seven, and uh, the final point for this, agree on contingencies, monitoring, and evaluation. Conditions will change. I'm telling you, conditions will change. Make contingency agreements about foreseeable future circumstances. Um, how will you monitor compliance and follow through? How will you monitor compliance and follow through? Just like with any metric. Just like if you're trying to um, meet production goals, there's no, there's no difference in problem solving. There's, there, you got to measure metrics. All right, so I'm going to read that one more time. How will you monitor compliance and follow through? That's huge, guys. That's so, so huge. Create opportunities to evaluate the agreements and their implementations, quote unquote. Let's try, you know, let's try it this way for three months and look at it. Pick a measurable time. Um, uh, that 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 you can build a trend line over. You know, for example, at work, uh, I'm having I'm having an issue with uh, some machinery doing something that it sh- that it should be doing, but it's not. So uh, we're we're gonna try uh, we're gonna try a few different metrics. We're gonna try cutting a few uh, time stints in half, and um, build a trend line from there and see um, see if that's gonna help. You know, uh, don't don't be afraid of doing that. Effective problem solving does take some time and attention, more of the, more of the latter than the former, obviously. Um, what it really takes is a willingness to slow down. A problem is like a curve in the road, guys. Take it, take it right, and you'll find yourself in good shape for that straightaway that follows you. Take it too fast, you're going to be in the bushes. Uh, you may not be in, 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 in is, uh, good shape. You, know, you, 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 may, you may get into a wreck. Don't worry if it feels a bit unfamiliar and uncomfortable at first. You'll have lots of opportunity to practice. We just we just talked about practice, right? You'll have a ton of opportunities to practice. So problem solving in a nutshell. All right. Super, super, super. Um, moving right along. Guys, I will tell you what. Today we got a, we got a little emotional about uh, passion and finding it, holding on to it, and ways to make it blossom. You heard me use that term beautifully fatal. What I meant by that is what is that one thing you can't live without? What is that? What, what, what sparks your fire so much that all you can think about is doing that? And the word that is in air quotes because you can be passionate about whatever it is that lights your soul on fire. What is it that lights your soul on fire? Beautifully fatal. Remember that, okay? Then you asked Santos, "Tell me about the problem solving and how to and how to how to not have my boss punch me in the face at the sight of me." <laughs> um, I'm exaggerating and I'm I'm joking a little bit, but 
admit it. You laughed. And uh, you know what? <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been uh, at one point the the very frantic employee that runs in you know, to your boss and kind of dumps the bucket of yuck on his desk. And, you know, how are we going to figure all this out? Uh, like I said to my buddy Eric Harrelson, if it's the captain's mess, let him clean it up. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything, really. That quote just made Eric and I laugh. Uh, so, buddy, if you're out there, I miss you. Super, super miss you. I hope you're doing well. Um, if you can tell me where it came from, so here's the deal. If you can tell me where that quote came from, I'll send you an Amazon gift certificate. But let me warn you, there is only one answer, and it's only one right answer. It's very specific to Eric and I, uh, him and I. Still share that quote to this day, um, and it, it made us laugh in 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 uh, when we were really really stressed out. Uh, there's only one answer to it, and it's very specific. So bring your A game, guys. Bring your A game. All right, as always, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or leave a message to, or text to my Google Voice number at five zero nine two five five three six five nine. That number again, Google Voice five zero nine two five five three six five nine. Guys, never stop being curious. Never stop learning. Um, Always be prepared to do the work and hunker down. And for heaven's sake, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Instead, Charlie Mike. Bye now.